Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is the reds hot stove room the reds are on the radio the reds hot stove league is brought to you by the holy grail banks tavern and grill beacon orthopedics and sports medicine jtm food group msa architects thompson mcconnell cadillac and by document destruction the reds hot stove league is also brought to you by and this one belongs to the Reds. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group, greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford, I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And welcome back to North Scottsdale, everyone. With Jeff Brantley, I'm Jim Day. Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Today, the Reds losers 7-3 to the Diamondbacks. And Cowboy Robert Stevenson was one of those pitchers that's in the mix for those final spots in the rotation. The Reds hoped that he would go out there and duplicate his last outing. Uh, Did not happen. No, and you wonder, is it because of the the start and... The upcoming event where you're thinking about it four days ahead of time, and then you get out there and, and things just kind of speed up on you a little bit too quick, or was it just the fact that he just didn't have it today? But but either way, no matter how you look at it with a lot of these young pitchers, I, I think Brian and, and Dick Williams are looking for guys that seize the moment, and that's really what this is about. You've, you've got two weeks left. You don't have, you don't have time to nurse guys. Uh, into the rotation, you've got to have guys that are going to step up and say, all right, look, this is something I want to do. Take the ball, go out there and get the job done. Five one three seven four nine seven thousand is our number should you wish to call in and speak directly with the one and only, the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. And this, uh, this battle for the Reds' rotation, the, at least the final spots, if they're healthy, Bailey's going to be in, Castillo's going to be in. Uh, we believe Romano is going to be in. Uh, Brandon Finnegan, it's up in the air when he'll be able to come back. Anthony DiScofani is going to be out for a period of time. So we talked about this during the game broadcast. You've got guys like Tyler Malley who are starting uh, in A games. He'll start tomorrow. Michael Lorenzen on Friday. Cody Reed on Saturday. Amir Garrett on Sunday. And you hate to break it down like this, but each start, I mean, these are vital starts. For these guys, I mean, it's put up or shut up time. It, it is, and I think that 
the, the front office, the, the managerial staff, pitching coach Mac Jenkins, you're looking for individuals that can can smell it. They, they want it bad enough. And, and they're able to go out and, and separate the anxiety or the nervousness or the pressure, if you will, of trying to make a ball club and go out there and, and do their job. Because every fifth day, that same anxiety and that same nervousness is going to come up. And all of these guys that, that you mentioned, really, Tyler Malley not so much, but he's probably as, as cool and collected as any of them, mm-hmm. uh, have had enough starts and enough time in the major leagues where we have seen pretty much what they can do. Are we looking for something a little bit better? I would say that we are. The Reds are giving these guys shots in A games and moving pitchers like Homer Bailey to minor league starts. He'll do that on Saturday. And Sal Romano, the day before on Friday, will pitch in a minor league game. Again, to give these guys looks in the big game. Same goes for the bullpen. Rysela Iglesias and David Hernandez were to throw in a minor league game today. Jared Hughes slated to pitch in a minor league game tomorrow. Um, so these guys in the bullpen, it's the same type of thing. We saw Shackelford today. We saw Worley. We saw Quackenbush. We saw Jimmy Herget today. Uh, Tanner Rainey. These are all guys in that mix for those final couple of spots. Well, I think that the reason that you put guys in, in minor league ball games is it's very similar to throwing in the bullpen. There are no fans there. You're just facing hitters. You're getting your pitches in. You're trying to get your work in. You're trying to accelerate that pitch count, really start to move it up a little bit, and whether that's Sal Romano or whether it's it's Homer Bailey or, in the case, Iglesias and Han- Hernandez, as you mentioned. I, I Personally, I think those guys are on the club. All they've got to do is just get their arm in as good a shape as they possibly can. What you're doing with some of the other guys that you want to see them start or you want to see them pitch in an A game, there's people in the stands. There's a little more involved in that ball game, and, and it – and it matters, and the, the stats are going to go out there, and, and it's a little more public atmosphere. But you've got to figure out, if you're Brian Price, who who wants it and who can handle what is going on right now because you don't really have time to kind of bring guys along. It, this is it's two weeks left, and, and if you can't do it right now, then you're going to have to go to AAA and figure it out. More to come on the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live from North Scottsdale, and we're presented by Budweiser. Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We're in North Scottsdale. Reds losers today, 7-3 to the Diamondbacks. Let's go right to the phone calls with Jeff Brantley. I'm Jim Day, and Josh in Nashville standing by. Josh, what you got? Well, I just want to say I, I think the uh, despite the injuries, the pitching staff will be good and and Jim if I could I'd like to impart a little bit of advice I hope you're taking notes from the Hall of Famer when y'all do games together I I hope that you'll have the mindset of it's more important to broadcast the truth and see that it's okay to hammer on players when they can when they're screwing up on a regular basis like Marty does and that's more important than trying to be friends with them in the clubhouse or something along those lines well, the biggest mistake I think I could make is try to be Marty because no one can be Marty. Now, I'm going to tell no, you. No, 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 not at all. If, not, a, not if a player makes a bad play, I'm going to tell you that they made a bad play. It has nothing to do with my relationship in the clubhouse with them. I am uh, Part of my job is to bring features and 
the human interest side on the TV side. But if you listen to me, I guarantee you when a player makes a bad play, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Well, I hope not, and I appreciate you guys' time. All righty, thanks for the call. Let's thanks, go Jeff. to uh, Chris in Cincinnati. Chris. Yeah, um, honestly, let, let's don't sugarcoat this. This pitching staff is sucks, honestly. I mean, do you really trust more than one guy coming into the season? And, and it, it's been the same thing since Price has been here. They've, they've given him nothing. Just re, you know, players that are either they always say on the rise, and a lot of these guys just never get better. And I, I. How can you be excited about this pitching staff at all? Well, I do like Castillo, and I do like Tyler Malley. And because of the way the, the injuries have kind of fallen here, it gives a guy like Tyler Malley an opportunity to pitch on this ball club. Uh, I would say if Di Scafani and Brandon Finnegan were healthy, Tyler Malley probably would have gone to AAA and to start there. But this kid seems to have some moxie. I, I think he can pitch. I know that Luis Castillo can pitch. We saw that last year. And, and I think that where a lot of times that, that we miss this is when you bring guys through your minor league system, you, you've paid them a, a big signing bonus, you've got, or you've made a trade for a big pitcher, i.e. the Johnny Cueto trade, you've got to figure out what you have. The only way to figure it out is not in AAA or AA. The only way to figure out what you have and what you're going to have in the future and if this kid is going to be a viable alternative is to put him out on a big league mound. Is it tough sometimes? Boy, you betcha. Because we're watching it just like the folks at home are watching it. But the only way you figure it out is to put the kid out on the mound and see if he can handle it. Yeah, but you're, you're going to step up aside. Oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're going up against teams, you know, the Cubs and Brewers that are that's 36 games against some good offenses, and you're throwing out kids out there and said, go get them while your Homer Bailey's making eight bazillion dollars, and it's terrible, you know? You don't have a – they're in big trouble, I'm telling you. Well, it's the, it's the only way to rebuild your staff, and, and I know when Johnny Cueto first came here, he had some difficult times in the beginning as well. The only way you learn is by going out – Pitching at the big league level when there's a third deck on the stadium. Now we'll step aside for a break. More to come on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. Presented by Budweiser. We're in the broadcast booth at North Scottsdale, Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. And Sam, over there in Reds Country in Indiana, is standing by. Sam, yes, how you doing? Sir. Do I work Dr. Barnhart? <laughs> hey, I, I got a question for you guys. Um, how do you feel about some of the um, AA and AAA guys coming up in the next few months that can play and pitch? Uh, Jose Lopez, Jesus Reyes, both of those guys were here earlier. Now, granted, they did not have an opportunity to make this club simply because they started in A-ball last year. Right. Lopez is the kid that Lopez is the kid that is from Seton Hall. He had some uh, surgery issues uh, a couple of years ago. He's just now starting to get back into the swing of things. I was talking to 
Pat Kelly, his manager last year, he said by the end of the year, Lopez was the best pitcher that he had. And we saw Lopez in spring training. Great moxie, great confidence on the mound. His stuff is is very good, good enough to be able to, to pitch at the major league level as long as he continues to change speeds and to throw the ball over the plate. And he looked like a kid that really, I mean, to, to coin a often used phrase, take the bull by the horns. And that's the kind of kids I like to see. If you see um, the kid that come up last year in single A, I can't. I had to see him play last year. Do you think he's going to be able to come up in the next month or two, or is he going to have to wait another year or two? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, the rookie last year that played in Dayton. Um, Hunter Green, Taylor Tucker, yeah, Taylor Green. from out. Yeah, I think it was Hunter Green last yeah, year. Hunter, Hunter Green, it's it's going to be a little while before we see Hunter Green uh, at this level. I, I think that you, you've got to – they want him to start. They want him to expand his innings. And I, I think he will be in Dayton this year. I'm not positive. I'm not the one that makes those decisions. But he's still got a ways to go as far as development and being able to pitch at a professional level. When you come from high school – and then you jump right into professional baseball, it's really not about throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. It's about location and getting guys right. out. And hopefully he will he will catch on to that quickly, and, and that will allow him uh, to move to move up the system quickly. Now, I know got a treat coming up. I got, I got one more question for you. All right, go ahead. Uh, how do you feel about some of the minor league players like Josh Van Meter? coming up, working his way up. Have you got to see him play this year yet? Well, we have not seen Van Meter in in spring training, and we can only go by what we see in big league camp against big league hitters. Uh, There are guys that obviously uh, put together some some pretty good seasons in in their respective leagues, but once you get to this point where, where you get to big league camp, then you can start to get a measure of how the kid responds and how he can hit major league pitching and how he can play in the field. And you can only decipher that once he gets to this level. Appreciate it, Sam. Thank you very much for listening. Treat coming up. We'll have a conversation with Buddy Bell now in the Reds' front office. We'll have that on the other side, and then we'll return to North Scottsdale with Jeff Brentley. I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds' Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. We're back on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser from North Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm Jim Day. My pleasure to welcome in Buddy Bell, former Reds player, longtime Major League Baseball player, now working in the front office with the Reds. How's it going so far? It's been great, Jim. I'm um, obviously happy to be back home. You know, it's something that that I've been thinking about for a while, but I... It's such a nice run with the White Sox, and the people over there were so good to me. And um, they finally gave me an opportunity to look at coming back home. And um, it took a couple of days to, to talk Dick into it. Um, <laughs> and he had to talk to Bob. But then we figured it out. And I imagine that conversation wasn't very long, though. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I was, I you know, 
I, I was really in a good situation. But, I, you know, being back in Cincinnati, first of all, when I came back as a player, it was a highlight of my career. And now come, being able to come back is even that much sweeter, I think, just because I never really thought I would be able to come back home. And, gosh, there's so many people here that, that either I played with or played for or, or they played for me somewhere. So the transition has been really, really simple and easy. And Dick's been great. Bob's been great. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the season. You know, we still got a lot of decisions to make, which I'm still trying to get the – you know, know the players a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't really know a lot of them personally, and I, and, I, and I think you can really get a lot out of that. But, you know, as far as their talents and things like that, I'm seeing a lot. Obviously a longtime player at the big league level, played at a high level. Uh, you've been on every level of this, working in the front office. You've been a manager in the big leagues. Uh, I think fans would want to know what exactly is your role. What are you doing right now in the front office? I know you're trying to peel through the layers and get to know everyone, but um, what are they looking uh, for you from? You know, I, I think I'm more the utility guy. I think, you know, because of the, the things I've been able to do in baseball since my playing career, um, it's given me a, a, the ability to do different things. You know, the farm director, you know, major league coach, manager, assistant general manager, farm director, things like that. So I'm, I'm really kind of scattered quite a bit. I'm, I'm sort of there for everybody, and, and that's really what I wanted to do. I didn't really want to be in any kind of decision-making um, position, mainly because I already had guys uh, that I really truly respect and know a good, uh, do a good job, but I, but I also feel like I can help them. But I'm going to be at home um, for every home game in Cincinnati, and I'll travel with the major league team at, at times, and then then I'll go see some minor league teams on occasion. So it's it's still kind of evolving the 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 position, but um, I don't think it's going to change all that much. I just be available for whoever needs any kind of guidance. We've seen in the past some advisors that they're kind of in a peripheral. Uh, easy for me to say, in a role that isn't necessarily entrenched going to every home game. They'll come in for a few weeks. Uh, they'll come in a little bit to spring training. But it sounds like you are very, very involved. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, have, I, I, I couldn't have done it any other way. I don't not, – not into that. I mean, I either got to be all in or, or, or none at all. And I mean, that's just kind of the way I've always been. And um, – and I think that was, was really why it was a bit important for, for me to be able to come back now. So I'm able to do, um, I'm able to get around as, as, as easily as I can. And, um, you know, I f- still feel young. And, and I, you know, I'm still learning a lot of stuff, too. I'm, you know, there's, the game has changed quite a bit. And I think for the better, um, yeah, you know, there's just so much more resources. Unfortunately, sometimes these the numbers show a little bit too much. I'm actually glad that that wasn't here when I was around because I'm kind of considered a decent player, but I don't know if I was <laughs> how I would be considered if if the numbers were so precise back when I played. But um, I'm just uh, I'm just really comfortable, you know. I'm, I'm really comfortable, and I'm really looking forward to, to, to for us having a good year. I mean, there's a lot, you know, that – our young pitchers—it's—it's it's really going to—it's—it's—it's in, in their hands as pitching is always. Um, 
But I think that just because of the, the development they were able to get a little bit last year, I think it will help us a little bit. I, I still, it's, it's, it's really hard to depend on young players, period, because you just never know what you're going to get. But I'm really excited about the the direction of the organization. And, you know, there's a lot of talent in the front office, too. I mean, they, they're bright kids, and but they're good listeners as well, which is, is a really good mix. Reds looking to turn the corner this year on the back end of the rebuild, they hope. Um, if you were going to speak to fans, what would you tell them that is encouraging for the Reds? What's encouraging for you looking at this entire organization right now? Well, I had the benefit of, of you know, Glendale's just down the street, so I've had the benefit of, you know, seeing the Reds' young players play uh, when when I was still with the Red Sox because we played a lot just because of the uh, – proximity of our of our complexes so I'm very familiar with a lot of the kids that are now in the you know fighting for for major league jobs but the I think the player development is in is is in excellent shape I, I really do I think they've done a great job scouting I think Buckley does a tremendous job I think Jeff Groppy and Billy do a good job as far as developing these players once they do sign um you know the, the 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 flip side of that is they're young, and you got to be patient. And and we've asked these these people to be patient, obviously for the last two or three years. And you know people in Cincinnati they they want to win. I mean, it's a winning team. It's a winning city. Um, you know, as we all know, the Xavier and UC are doing great. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm into that as well. And I love Mac and I love Cronin and all those guys and. Um, you know, I went to Xavier for a little bit, but um, I'm still a UC Xavier fan all the way. But um, the, the the pitching they put together, the young arms they put together, is really uh, is really positive. And but then again, you know, you you get to the big leagues, and you just don't know. Yeah. You, you you know that so, sometimes the game slows down for these guys, and sometimes the speed speeds up, and they, you know, you really find out if guys can deal with adversity, but. I would say this this organization is is in good shape, and you know I just hope we can. The other thing too, last year, watching this team, they would never give up. Right. They kept grinding and they kept they kept scoring runs, and fortunately the the, the bullpen wasn't very good, right. honestly. So hopefully we can you know the moves that uh, the Dick and Nick and Sammy made over the the course of the winter with Hughes and Hernandez and you know, uh, Iglesias is still there, so we should be we should be a much better team. Nick Senzel, a lot of attention around this young man. You were with the White Sox organization and scouted that draft the year that he was drafted, trying to make a transition. Even though he played it in college, the shortstop, but shortstop at the major league level, even the AAA level, is a whole different ball game. Uh, this is a tough transition for this young man because we know he can hit. Well, I, you know, his, 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 he's got a – I mean, offensively, that that's his plus. That's a, that's his tool. And he's very athletic. So, you know, the the experiment of him playing short, you know, we, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, you know, Praz is there now. And, you know, I think Nicky can play just about anywhere on the field. But you're right, Jim. The, the shortstop position is a little bit different. It's it's a little quicker than than than, than most positions. It's not just catching the ball and throwing the ball to first. It's positioning, 
where you're at on relays, where you're at, you know, and you know, as, as a young player too, you have to really rely on your pitcher where he's going to throw the ball, knowing the opposing hitters. So there, I mean, there's just so much involved. And when what happens is when you're in a a different position, it really takes away offensively too. So you got to be careful that um, you don't mess with his 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 plus tool, which is his offense, but. You know he's a tough he's a tough kid. He's kind of an old soul and an old school player with yeah. with a really uh, tough minded kid. And I really he asks great questions. He asks questions he does not know the answer to, which I like. <laughs> um, you know I was on the caravan with him and and really enjoyed the time I had with him. But I I really really like his toughness. I like his competitiveness and even here he's. You know, I don't think he's real thrilled with not playing every day, which is fine. I mean, that's what you want that. That's uh, exactly right. And, and I know Brian likes that. And Brian's trying to get everybody, you know, um, playing time. But, but Nicky, he just, he just wants to play. And, you know, guys like that are hard to find. They, they unfortunately, you know, when you have guys like that, you, you're really lucky. Well, we appreciate your time. It is great to see you uh, in the Reds organization, back in Cincinnati, even living back in Cincinnati during the baseball season, and uh, you're even endearing yourself to UC and Xavier basketball fans along the way. Well, I bet, I bet, you know, that hasn't changed for 60 years. So my dad started taking me to UC and Xavier a long time ago, so that, that hasn't changed. Cincinnati through and through. That's Buddy Bell. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. Final time on the Red Hot Stove, presented by Budweiser, alongside Jeff Brentley. I'm Jim Day. Uh, news is good on the offensive side, Cowboy. Uh, they got some players, the right players, that have uh, swung a pretty good bat this spring. Suarez, Shebler, Tucker Barnhart, another home run today. So, Votto, you don't worry about. Senzel, whenever he gets to the big leagues, has been impressive at the plate. So, some good signs offensively. Yeah, and I think Jesse Winker should be included in that yep, as well. He should be. I think that the the position players there there is there's quite a bit of, of competition for spots. And any time that you have a kid like Nick Senzel or Taylor Trammell, now granted we haven't seen a whole lot of Trammell, but but the hype is there. And in all indications, this kid can can play, and he's going to be a player. When you have kids coming from your minor leagues, and then the big leaguers that, not not like a guy like Joey Votto or, or a. Eugenio Suarez, but the guys that really don't have the, the long-term deals, they sense that. And in order for them to get better, they have to be pushed. And, and you love that competition. If you're Dick Williams and, and Bob Castellani, you love the push of the minor league guys searching for a spot on the big league roster because that push – really is what makes the guys at the big league level play all out every single day. Partner, my pleasure to work with you once again. We really appreciate the insight. I enjoyed it, baby. Tomorrow, the Reds will take on the Indians at Goodyear. 4.05 Eastern time, first pitch. That game will be on Reds.com. Tyler Malley will face Mike Clevenger tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for the Reds Hot Stove League here on the Reds Radio Network. For Jeff Brantley, I'm Jim Day. Until next time, so long, everyone.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.